Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez reporting today from Lake Tahoe. Big news in California's solar market. State utility regulators have approved a controversial proposal that will change how future owners of rooftop solar systems will be compensated for the excess power they produce that's fed into the grid. KQED's Dan Brecky reports. The five-member California Public Utilities Commission voted to approve a plan that attempts to correct imbalances in net energy metering, the system that pays rooftop solar owners for excess power they produce. Critics of that system, including PG&E, says it shifts more than $3 billion a year in grid costs to ratepayers who don't have solar panels. The rooftop solar industry has pushed back, arguing that changing the net metering formula will kill demand for new systems and hurt the state's fight against climate change. The plan the commission approved includes a deep cut in the rate that future rooftop solar owners will receive for excess power exported to the grid. For the California Report, I'm Dan Brecky. And the redesigned solar subsidy program will take effect in April of next year, giving people a few months to install solar systems under the current compensation rates. After years of promising to do so, CAL FIRE, the state's fire agency, has released new updated hazard maps to help Californians determine if they live in places that face increased wildfire risk. The interactive maps were more than a decade in the making and comes after groups voiced criticism of CAL FIRE, calling the department's maps antiquated and inexcusable. CAP Radio's Chris Nichols explains the latest maps indicate numerous California communities face modern to high to very high fire risk. In northern California's Sierra Nevada mountains, the communities near where the Caldor and Dixie fires burned in 2021 face very high risk, according to the map. And there are very high risk areas across the state, from the coastal range north of Sonoma and Napa to the mountains north of Los Angeles and east of San Diego. And government agencies rely on these maps when making decisions on where new homes and businesses should be approved. You can find the new maps on the Office of the State Fire Marshal's website. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond. 
with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's weekly magazine. This week, sea level rise poses a threat to California's coastline. But we often don't think about how rising waters could push contaminants into neighborhoods, especially places near former military or industrial sites. Around half of those sites in California are located in the Bay Area. KQED's climate reporter Ezra David Romero takes us to one of these communities, Marin City. Marin City is this like bowl of a town north of San Francisco, five miles north of the Golden Gate Bridge. It's a community of around like 3,000 people um, right next to Highway 101. And it's a historically black community. And black people moved here from the south um, during the 1940s to build ships in, in the shipyard there. Nestled at the foot of beautiful Mount Tamalpais on the shores of San Francisco Bay. This was the site for America's finest shipyard, a salt marsh and a rocky hill. So they know that the shipyard was near their community, and they think the contamination in their communities from there. But they're not exactly sure because they don't have the data to back that up. You know, they've mapped out where they believe pollution is, and they don't have the funds or state support to test that, much less the money to test their own bodies, you know, even though they have community lore about people getting sick and getting cancer in their community. You know... They are worried about sea level rise in their future and how contaminants could move around as the seas rise. But it's not just a worry about sea level rise there. They're already having these big atmospheric river storms that cause flooding. And there's concerns that those floodwaters could also have contamination in it. We stay swimming. Chinaka Green and her son waded through knee-deep water trying to get home. Just coming from a football game and we stuck in a puddle. She told me the floodwaters mixed with sewage gushing from a utility hole. It freaks me out. We took off everything and put it in the bag and threw it away. Storms like this are a precursor of what's to come in the climate crisis. More severe downpours and surging seas. Both are consequences of burning fossil fuels globally. By the end of the century, sea level rise could flood half of all commercial properties in Marin City and inundate homes. One person who's worried about this and sounding the alarm over the lack of investment here is Terry Harris-Green. We all know about what happened October the 24th with the atmospheric river, right? All of this flooding, three and a half, four feet of flooding. The IJ didn't put it in the paper. Oh, no. They put in the paper that other places had 12 inches. But what about the three and a half, four feet that we've had? What about that? What about the fact that folks had to walk through the contaminated waters in order to get back home? What about that? Terry was speaking at a rally last spring. She's really passionate about all this because she had cancer herself, and she believes the cancer is linked to contamination near her home. Too many of our folks have been dying. Too much sickness and disease is happening and been happening in our community. 
you can hear more of Ezra David Romero's reporting about how sea level rise and flooding could bring toxic contamination into mostly black and brown communities in the Bay Area on this week's California Report magazine. Tune in on some public radio stations or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's the California Report for Friday, December 16th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, Christopher Beal, and Chris Hoff. Our producers are Amanda Stupai and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Keith Sung. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tovin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.